0: Hello, everybody! Welcome to Peace Toast and Jam. This is your girl Vic. How's it going? I hope you guys are having a fantastic morning or afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. It is ten, almost ten thirty, on a Sunday morning here in good old Ohio. <laughs> Just got done uh, going for a nice brisk walk. Holy cow! My fingers are still numb, and I don't understand this. I wear Like super thick gloves, you know, the whole nine yards. And my fingers and my toes are always frozen. I feel like maybe it's a circulation thing. I don't know. Um, But anyways, so this episode, I want to talk about mental strength. One of my good friends sent myself and another good friend of mine uh, a podcast episode. And I believe it's the podcast called um, Feel Better, Live Better. Um, There's a doctor. I think his last name is Chatterby. Gosh, I'm totally probably... Uh, ruined his last name, but really, really awesome podcast. And I had never heard of the person in who he had on his podcast episode. And he is, I believe from the UK, a triathlon athlete and Ironman, um, does Ironmans and um, has broken some records rowing and whatnot. But um, the interesting thing about this individual was that he didn't start out an athlete. He had Really, no background with athletics. And he, through courses of events that happen, he turned his life totally around. Um, and this individual's name is John, um, I think it's McAvoy, is how you pronounce his last name. M C A V O Y, I believe that's how you spell it. Um, but the cool thing about this gentleman, and gosh, I'm so so grateful that my friend sent me this podcast because I, it was like a two and a half hour long podcast, I believe it was around that time. So it was a long podcast episode, but this gentleman, if you don't know who he is, I, I really recommend looking him up because what I'm going to be talking about is just hitting the surface about this gentleman. He has an amazing story. He's just, just gosh, like brilliant in so many ways. Um, other than, you know, the intelligence that we put into brilliance, but he has the mental strength of someone who I've never heard of. So this guy was in prison for, I believe, 10 years and he was in like high security prison, um, for robbery. And the story goes that he, you know, he was in prison, high security is pretty much a life sentence. Right. And, um, he changed his life around in there. And it was all because of his mental strength. So the story is, you know, he, at a young age, his, I believe his father passed away and his mom was, you know, the, like a single mom kind of thing. And he had an older sister who had a father from a previous marriage. So this man started coming around and was like a stepdad started and, you know, he was a male figure in his life. And he, of course, like any young boy, young man would do would, you know, start following his footsteps and this the stepfather, you know, really treated him well, you know, and, but was involved in legal, in illegal activities, you know, robberies and whatnot. And so he was brought up in that kind of atmosphere and was around other gentlemen like that and, and started to hate, um, the system and, uh, and saw that, you know, living by the system was actually a, a pretty, you know, poor choice compared to, driving around in Mercedes and wearing the best of the best and having Rolexes and whatnot. You know, I mean, this guy just goes into it and explains it all. So of course he's going to be more attracted to that lifestyle and that's what he took on. But he got caught and that's when his his time in prison started. So I've never been in prison. I've never been in jail. I've never had that. So I cannot relate on that level, but I have had you know, loved ones who have gone into jail and um, have had sentences, whatnot. And it's interesting because I had never heard a story of someone changing their life around so drastically, especially someone who's in there, you know, for a life sentence, like that kind of mentality. It's hard to stay strong. It's very hard. I mean, think about it. You're, you don't have the luxury of being in the world the way that we do right now. You know, if you're sitting, in your home or if you're at a gym listening to this or you're taking a walk and you, you're, you are free, you know, free in the aspect of you can say and do what you want and go pick out what clothes you want to wear and go pick what kind of food you want to eat today. And, and, um, you know, who you listen to is, is, I mean, for, you know, a lot of, a lot of us you know we can choose like who to listen to and what to do and when to go to bed and when to wake up and when you know, it's it's freedom well, when you're in prison it you are told exactly what to do you're told what you're you're going to wear what you're going to eat and it's um mentally that can break a lot of people and it does break a lot of people so this individual just the i mean when she told me this is about mental strength my friend when she sent it to me i mean i had no idea what i was in for. I mean, this was a mental treat to hear, and I was hooked to it. I mean, I was, I could not stop listening to this podcast because I kept wanting to know and hear more about this individual and and how he turned his life around. So this man was in prison and he he did exactly and everything in what um you know the prison guards and the people in the prison were telling him to do and he did it. And his whole Thing was, you know, if I can do exactly what they say and I can start to be better and stuff like that, I beat the system in which they put in, you know, and I'm I'm still who I am. And and he was bitter for a long time. And then something happened where I believe his cousin, either a good friend or a cousin, he got a phone call that he had passed away and um, he had died. And I believe doing illegal activities, um, I think how it went and forgive me again if I'm butchering the story, but uh. I think it was on the news and like the last thing you saw was this man in front of a camera. Maybe he was spraying the camera or something to like block it because he, he was about to rob something. And that alone with other little series events that happened really triggered him to change his life around. And, um, and that's how it started. You know, I think he started from what he said, it was like, he started to realize that life should not be about hate and negativity and about proving someone wrong or, you know, it, it, it really shifted his thinking. And he was in a, I mean, he is probably in one of the lowest spots anyone could be in. I mean, he was in prison. Like he's not getting out. Like, this is it. Like he, he was in, you know, organized crime. Like this is, this isn't something you just go oh tomorrow, you know, I'll just, I'll try better. Like, no, he, he had really messed up like royally messed up. And in that moment he decided, like, I'm not gonna allow this to define me. I'm not gonna allow this to to be the end event of all. Like I'm I'm not. And um so he actually turned to, you know, athletics. And uh (laughs) it's amazing because he goes into detail about all the things he did, um, but he kept his mind sharp. You know, he would still listen to the news and read the newspapers and and stay you know, um, you know, like a polite person and, you know, treat others well in prison. Like he wasn't like a, like a bitter human being in that way at all. And he started to fuel not only his mind with knowledge, but his body with, you know, just that endurance, that kind of strength. And he would, um, you know, he talked about, there was like little maybe strongman competitions that happened in the prison. And he was blowing these other men out of the water. He talked about the one man having like a bicep bigger than his head. <laughs> and he's like, you know, these guys are like tanks. Like freaking, you know, just amazing strength of these these individuals. But their endurance level wasn't there. Their mental strength wasn't there. And that's where he was succeeding over and over again. And so it goes on to say that, um, you know he had a chance to get out and he he told them like, yeah, I want to go, I want to become a pro athlete. And, you know, they kind of laughed and probably like, okay, whatever. Um, and he had a lot of support within, um, there actually was a prison guard who stayed with him, like just, you know, would make sure that he was training the way he wanted to train for this. And just, and when I say train, like he was learning the ropes. I mean, he had no previous knowledge of any of this, but he just had a desire to do this. And it was, I mean, call it an outlet, call it whatever. It was something that fueled him and inspired him and motivated him. And he could not stop. And then it, when he got out, I think he said like either a week or two weeks later, he had joined like a rowing club um, or something like that, like a team. And he was saying, you know, I'm among like lawyers and attorneys and doctors and like, you know, really high profile people, like just. Um. And then at one point he was rowing next to like, either a former or that like Olympic athlete for the UK or something. And like, could you imagine that? Like just a couple of weeks ago, you were in a prison and now you're amongst people. And, and no one knew because he was, he was really ashamed when he first got out. He was, he was ashamed of his past and he was afraid that people were going to judge him based on that. And, and rightfully so. I feel like if I were in his position, I probably would be the same way. You know, like I don't want people to know my past because I don't want them to judge me on it. I don't, I want to show them that I am not. The, the, the things I did years ago and, and the life that I was living due to the actions in which I chose years ago. Um, so eventually, I think a, a, how it goes is a, a couple people started to figure out his past and he didn't want it to go south. Like he wanted it to come from him. You know, he wanted people to know his story from his point of view. And so if they were going to judge him, it was going to be based off of like his story and what he said and not through you know, hearsay, not through gossip. So he ended up writing a blog and, um, explaining everything. And then, you know, slowly, but surely everyone found out. And the most amazing thing happened everyone around him. He goes, not one person judged him, like not one person of, of his new friends and, and new family with being an athlete and a rower, um, In fact, the opposite happened. They all wanted to like help him more help and they all wanted to see him succeed even more. So they loved his story. They, they thought it was, you know, so courageous, so motivating, so inspiring. Um, they thought it was like, he was such an influencer and, and then from there on, it just kind of just kept imagine like, you know, a snowball effect. It just kept taking on and on and on and on. And now he's just this, I mean, he's sponsored by Nike, um, it's incredible. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not even doing him the justice he deserves right now, because I'm just giving like the icing on the cake of his story. But to tie this into present day, a mental strength, you know, is everything, (laughs) everything. Uh, It's, it's everything you guys. If, if you, Here's the thing. Um and I may have talked about this before but like, you know, a belief system, a belief system, whatever you're believing in right now. Just think of something you believe in. That your belief system is because of a bunch of thoughts that were strung together and that you kept repeating those thoughts over and over and over again until they solidified into a belief system. Um, in a more deeper, deeper level, if we're going to talk about like neuroscience, um, when you have a thought, like your neurons in your brain will start to connect and, you know, and especially if there's a feeling within that, it's even more solid, right? So you start in- making these installments and this goes into like, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love. And if you don't know who he is, I know, I've, I've, I believe I've talked about him before, but you definitely should be, um, having a dose of Dr. Joe Dispenza in your life, at least, at least twice a week, I would say at the very least. Um, but, uh, so going back to that, so like, you know, your neurons, they start like these synapses kind of stuff going on inside your brain. I mean, imagine like, you know, two little tree branches touching and then they, they form a bond and then that tree branch starts to grow and you started having more thoughts and feelings like that. And they grow grow and grow and grow and grow until it's like a freaking, it's an installment. It's a program in your mind. Right? So then if you think, if every day you look out the window and say, Today is going to be the worst day in the world. Okay. We'll, we'll go for negative one because negative emotions are super, they're strong. Okay. Not as strong as positive, but they're strong. Okay. And then you start thinking that every day. And then, and then you program yourself to wake up every morning, go to the window and do this, the same thing over and over again. And that becomes a part of your routine. It becomes a habit. It becomes a part of who you are. Now we're talking, it's, it's like, it's a mindset, it's a personality, it's, a, it's your mood, it's now a part of who you are and it all started because one day you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, okay? So same thing with a positive mindset or a positive thought. You wake up today, and you go, you know what? Today's going to be an amazing day. Something amazing's really going to happen. I don't know what it is but uh, you know or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to have a good day. And and that sparks something, and and that sparks a thought, and, and the feeling behind it is hope. The feeling behind it is love and joy, and just being free and and being open to possibilities. It's kind of that feeling of miracles and mist. Like, ooh, it's just kind of mystical. It's kind of magical. It's I don't know what could happen, but it's gonna be a good day. And then you go, and then you start to see that it kind of traveled. And maybe it didn't travel to maybe past your breakfast. Maybe something happened, but. You did it enough where it was pretty awesome. So the next morning you get up and you go, I'm going to try it again. You know, today's going to be a good day. I just have a feeling, you know, yesterday I actually made it till breakfast before something crazy happened, you know? So like, I wonder if I could make it to lunch, who knows? And then you make it to lunch. You're like, wow, I did it. And then, you know, someone cuts you off and it pisses you off, whatever. And you, you know, the next day, same thing. And you start to make these connections. You start to make these little, little steps, but they are huge because you're basically rewiring your brain to think thoughts, th- think thoughts, think positive thoughts, and those positive thoughts are going to yield positive emotions as long as you're connecting that with it, which you will. And then it starts installing these programs into your mind that I'm going to wake up and always be happy and positive no matter what, and and then you start to to incorporate maybe um you know I'm going to meditate with that or I'm going to do a little bit of physical activity on and get my heart rate going and feel so happy that I have lungs and hearts and and, and I'm breathing okay today and my heart is healthy and I'm and instead of eating like you know three donuts I'm going to have maybe half a donut with my coffee and then have like. An orange with it, you know. Start. You don't have to. You don't have to go all in, all in at once. I mean, some people that that that's their mindset because they've programmed themselves to think, oh, it can only be one way or the other. Um, and sometimes that works, and sometimes it's way too much, right? But if you're not into that, and and maybe if you want to start somewhere small, do it. So going back to John, you know, he started to see that you know, something triggered him, right? That, that situation where a loved one had passed away. And he goes, this is not the life I want to live. I, there's so much more. I want to, I want to be more. I, I don't, this is, this isn't what life's supposed to be about. You're supposed to be creating, you're supposed to be sharing and, and, and inspiring others. Um, and it doesn't have to be a lot of people. It could be one person. I mean, uh, people talk about this all the time and I don't think they really understand this. So please listen closely. But when you hold the door open for someone, when you say thank you to someone, when you just acknowledge someone's presence, when you smile at them, when you tell them like, I hope you really do have a good day and you're sincere about it and you're genuine. You have no idea the depth of that action or that word and the emotion behind it and what that actually correlates to them in their brain in their mind and their body and what effect that has. Um, it's powerful. I mean, what we say and what we do and what we say to others and, and how we make others feel whether, whether we have the ability or not, because truthfully, you know, no one should no one should affect the way that we feel, but we allow that to happen at times until we are mentally strong enough to not allow the negative in and only allow the positive in. But my point is, if you can have the choice between the two, why would you ever choose negativity? Why would that ever even be an option? And the reason reason why it's an option is because we are feeling that feeling and we haven't figured out yet how to replace that feeling with something positive and rewire our our brain to be mentally strong enough to only produce positive thoughts. Now, when I say that, when I say only, that's that's not going to happen. So it's going we're going to have negative thoughts. We're going to have negative times. We're going to have negative experiences. It's going to happen. But we can choose what to do with those those thoughts and those feelings. We have a choice. But that choice is really hard when we always have had the installment of going towards the negativity. And that choice is really hard when we are conditioned over time to feel negative thoughts and to only think negative thoughts and only have negative feelings and always feel negative feelings more so than the opposite, which would be joy, love, positivity, bliss, grace. I mean, all these um hope, like faith. And so, that, so when people think, oh, oh, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's not that easy. It's not, of course it's not. Of course it's not because it's so easy. It's hard. That's what it is because people are not willing to put in the effort, the little small speck of salt effort <laughs> to try and not get upset with yourself when it doesn't last longer than sometimes a minute or two, but for that minute, for that sixty seconds, if you were feeling love and joy, and ha- you, you did something right, you did something good, you did something to to help you that day, and and so that's mental strength. That's mental strength. Um, no one is going to walk into a gym and say today I'm going to be able to lift you know, X amount of weight that I've never lifted before. And I, and it's so ridiculous. And you know, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm a failure. Okay. So most people, and I said, no one, but most people would not do that. And then if they didn't reach that walk out and be like, well, that's it. I'm done. Like I'll never walk into the gym again, blah, blah, blah. But it's crazy because a lot of people do that with their thoughts. A lot of people have one bad experience and shut down their brain towards that and they'll never they'll never even try again. Or maybe they have a couple experiences and it's really hard to get out of that mindset with it. So then they always think, okay, well, you know, every time I try to get into a relationship, this person does X, Y, and Z or every man does this or every woman does this. So you know what? Forget it. I'm bitter. I'm mad. I'm never even going to try. Instead of seeing, okay, I learned something from this, you know, maybe maybe this person just wasn't right for me in this moment because we're both not on an equal healthy mindset. Or uh, this person was having a bad day and they took it out on me. Or I was having a bad day and I took it out on them. Or, you know, this person wasn't really being truthful with me. That doesn't mean that every person is not truthful. It's, it's, It's just that we... And then, and then we go, and we talk to who we talk to our friends and family who of course are going to support us. So they're going to reinforce that installment in our brain saying, yeah, of course not. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, you are only writing, but which it's a loving characteristic, but we're not thinking for ourselves. We're not experiencing things for ourselves and we're not attacking it in a way where instead of, you know, absorbing it, and shooting out something positive, we're just focusing on the negative, and it becomes addictive. It, it's it's weird, but like people want to feel sad. It, and um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Dane Cook. He he has a skit like a uh, a comedy thing where he's talking about being sad, and he's like, you know, you ever had those days where you're just like, you know, you got to cry, and it's like you walk into your door and you scream, like you say something like, Hey, is everybody home? Like, and shut the door. No one answers. So then you start crying. You let it all out and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're watching yourself cry. And it becomes even more intense. And then you start saying to yourself, like, I did my best. I did my best. And you start reminiscing about that time in high school when someone did you wrong and didn't go to prom with you and said, it's like we get intoxicated by the feeling of negativity and sadness. And it's, um, ah, it's frustrating because I've been there and I know it. Um, but that's because we're, it's like, it's something we're used to. We're familiar with it and we do it. And then it's like, oh, we're going to start putting on sad music and we're going to tell our friend about how sad we are. And we're going to tell a stranger who asked how we are. Oh, I'm not actually doing so well. Why do we even speak it into existence is my point. Um, it's, there's such an electric magnetic field of like, it, it, it's, um, oh, gosh, I, I wish I could just talk about this all day, but it, like, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. <laughs> like if we have the choice to be positive, we have the choice to, to be happy and to, but it's really like, again, it's really hard to choose that when we don't, we haven't been practicing it. And this is the pivotal point here. So I'm getting to the point because I I could go on and talk about all this all day long. But so people are like, well, how do you get there? How do you get to that point where you can stop the merry-go-round, the rotation of these, the revolving door of all these thoughts? And it's like, you have to claim that you're going to stop. You have to shift, shift. You have to shift it. And a lot of people can't shift it. They are not mentally strong enough to do it. Like, just like this, like, stop, stop feeling this. Okay, I'm start thinking about something positive. It's very hard. When the momentum is so hard, it's hard to stop it. Um, Abraham Hicks talks about... Okay, so let's say you're at a top of a hill and you're about to push a car down that hill. When you're just slowly nudging it at the top, it's easy to stop that car then, right? You can kind of like brace it and it'll go back and it won't go down the hill. We have that ability. We're strong enough to, because there's not momentum, there's not, you know, it's not at an angle going down where it would just go right over our body. But when that car is going, you know, 45 miles an hour down a hill, are you really going to try to stop it then most likely not because you know, the the momentum is way too fast for you to stop it. Okay. So instead of trying to stop it, just go, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. And I'm going to, I'm going to push it as fast as I can out of that Hill and wait for it to stop. And then that, then I will start to think about these, these thoughts and feelings. Okay. So a lot of times what's best to do in those moments when you're feeling really sad or feeling really upset or angry is to shift. And when I say shift, it's get away from that person, place, or thing that's making you feel that way. Step away from the conversation and instead do something that's going to have you not think that. A lot of times it's taking a nap. Abraham Hicks talks about that. Um, Take a nap. Stop the conversation. Stop the flow of those, those thought patterns and and get away from that that feeling and that emotion, and when you're asleep, your your mind slows down enough, like your conscious mind is not there, and you could slip into a state of you know subconscious. But then you can wake up, and you can choose how to feel in that moment, and a lot of times is what we need. So same thing with meditation. Um, it's 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 hard sometimes to just meditate, but that's basically the same thing you're slowing down everything enough so that your thoughts aren't going you know a million miles a minute and you're able to focus on your breath you 're not focusing on anything but that um, there's so many different meditation techniques that you can do if you don't want to just focus on your breath you can focus on um you know maybe love and kindness you get to focus on a person in which you love and say okay i'm going to focus on this person. I love this person. Um, if it's your, if it's a grandparent or a loved one and, and just say, uh, just think about all the qualities and then make it even broader and say, I'm going to think about the world and think about, um, how I'm just pouring out love and kindness to everybody. And, um, you're shifting, you're switching, you're, you're moving it's movement. Um, and that's, that's how you can break free from that a lot of times, but that is a skill that takes time just as a skill of learning how to cook, learning how to read or write, learning how to ride a bike. Um, (laughs) I could go on. I mean, a lot of people, children, babies, have to fall down a bunch of times in order to learn, have to repeat it, have to have those neurons make those synapses connections in our brain to start making those installments of programs of, this is, oh, okay, I'm repeating this. Okay, so I know when I touch the stove is hot. Okay. But until I make that, that agreement in my head and that connects to my head, I'm going to keep touching the stove and keep getting hurt. But then that was such a strong emotion. When you touch a stove and you get hurt and you get burned, it, it, it sinks more than when you're doing other small things that don't work. Right. So like, that's a huge shift. That's something that physically did something to you where you go, "Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. That hurt, you know, and this man going to, to prison wasn't enough of a shift for him. It was when someone close to him passed away doing the things that he used to do. And that was enough of a shift for John to be like, this is not the life I want to do, that I want to live. This is, I want to be more than this. I want to learn from this. I want to evolve. And in that moment, that thought, so he heard something about someone passing away. It created a thought in his mind. It created emotion. And imagine like sparks going off inside of his body. And it, it pushed him I mean, not physically, but mentally pushed him into a a mental state to go, I am done with this. It is not, it is not breeding anything good in my life. I'm wasting away. I have so much potential. I, this is not the life I was meant to live. And life is so precious. I mean, whether or not you believe in, you know, reincarnation and multiple lives. And, you know, if you feel your soul evolves, that's, that's up to you. But if, if you truly believe this is the only life you're going to have, okay, okay you better get going. You better stop wallowing in the same thought patterns that have got given you the same experiences and the same outcomes. I mean, it goes back to what? Insanity. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And here's the, the kicker here. A lot of times people are not insane, but they just keep doing the same things over and over again because they know they're going to get the same results. It's a comfortability thing. Now we're talking about people who do the same things over and over again because that's the only thing they want to feel. It's the only thing they know how to feel. And that's not always good. Now there is good. I mean, I've been talking a lot about negativity here, but a lot of people do the same thing over and over again because they know it gives them a positive outcome. And then what happens from that is, well, I bet I can make this even more positive. I bet I can make this even more joyful. I, oh, and now it's not even about me. I want other people to feel this. I want other people to know what it feels like to be in bliss and to feel this freedom and, and feel love. And that's a whole, that, that's when the game changes guys. So, okay. I'm going to keep, I was going to keep this really short and sweet today. That was, we're about 30 minutes in. I hope this was like a nice little power out power, half an hour talk for you. And, um, yeah, I mean, just look up John and look up Abraham Hicks and look up, look up John Dispenza or I'm sorry, John Joe Dispenza. Um, if you need something to really kick your butt into gear, and just go out there, guys, and build up that mental strength, Strength, all right? And I obviously need some coffee because I can't talk. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I love you so much. Um, have an amazing day or have an amazing evening. Um, and please reach out to me anytime you want. I'm on uh, Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And my handles for all three are slickvicba. Um Yeah. I hope this really hit home to some people. Okay, you are more than your past, and 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 truthfully, your present moment right now is just, it's just the beginning. Um, you can be and do and think whatever you want, and it can be the most beautiful, amazing thing if you just put your mind to it and then put some positive action to that thought process. Okay, re you can you can reestablish. Oh my gosh, you could reestablish so much in your life just by thinking in a positive way. And it doesn't have to be something really big and, you know, elaborate. Okay. Start small. It could be anything. It could be anything. Just, just keep it going. Okay. All right. Bye guys. I will talk to you soon.